What is up and welcome back to the 4-8 Men Podcast. Today is a very special guest. His name is Kel Mitchell. He is honestly one of the most busiest people that I've had the pleasure to introduce so far. He's a husband, a father, an author, a comedian, producer, pastor, and an author. And uh, yeah, he's just all over the place. So Kel, welcome to the podcast, man. Yeah, man, thank you for having me. What's up? <laughs> man, so happy for you to be here. Well, first off, right off the bat, I just want to ask you, um, you know, I just listed all those things that you do, and as busy as you are, how do you, how do you fit fitness into your into your lifestyle? Oh, it's, it's so important, man. <laughs> it's so important. Uh, I get up very early in the morning, and I used to work out uh, first thing, but now I meditate and pray, and then I do like a two minute workout, and then later in the day I do my full like hour calisthenics workout. Um, but it's so important to have, uh, working out, be a part of your lifestyle, uh, because the enemy will try to attack you with your physical health as well. You know, you can go, you can go to church, you can do, uh, you know, pray and and know God, but you got to make sure you're taking care of your body as well. Uh, the enemy will try to attack you, you know, with what you're eating, how you're eating, how you're working out. So you gotta be healthy. What are are some of your favorite style of workouts to do? Because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I saw a video of you boxing. Was that is, is that right? Yeah, boxing. Um, uh, but I'm really into calisthenics, so I do a lot of like body weight movements as far as pull ups, uh, working on the rings. Uh, you know, we do a lot of crazy. <laughs> I don't know if you see my videos; they they're pretty crazy. We do some crazy push ups. Um, it gets pretty nuts. So I really, I really love calisthenics. It's great, and then I do uh, a lot of aerobic and weight training with that. Yeah. But uh, calisthenics really gets you to where you need to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I haven't quite figured out the rings. I can do like ring pull ups, but I, I don't know if you can do like the muscle ups and all that fun stuff. The muscle ups, I've not been able to get there yet, but I I, yeah. I, I aspire to get there one day. Yeah, man. We do the muscle ups. We do the reverse planks. Uh, if you see my uh, trailer for uh, Bless Mode on the book trailer, you'll see right in the beginning me doing some crazy. Uh, well, I saw you. Yeah, I saw you. You were yeah. like, weren't you like? It was like you were parallel with the rings. Yeah, you take your body through and then just and t- literally twist your shoulder and your arms are back there. <laughs> Dude, do you, I feel like my shoulders would snap out of socket if I did that. <laughs> yeah man i was so excited when i nailed that i was yeah. like yes how, how long well i mean i'm just curious how long did the, how long did that take you to get there uh i want to say i was working on my trainer before i got to that probably about five or six months you know what yeah. i mean just to, to, to get that you yeah. know what i mean and then it took a long time to get the muscle up that was a long time yeah yeah it's that's that's a that's a lot of uh, a lot of body weight strength there to get to get there yeah, man. For sure. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, we, you, you already kind of hinted at nutrition a little bit, and that was actually my, my next question. So if you don't know Kel, he was also the actor in Good Burger. So my next question was, from eating Good Burgers to now, how has your nutrition evolved over the years, and is that something that you try to take pretty seriously? Yeah, so uh, as far as nutrition, man, um, with me, I remember I had a little scare where uh, I went to the doctor and my cholesterol like was like really high. And I was just like, what? Like I work out. I work out all the time. Like what's going on? And he was just like, yeah, you got to you got to change your cholesterol. Uh, your blood pressure is high, all this different stuff. And so for me, it was just like, OK, now I need to start eating a lot differently. I thought I was already eating, you know, uh, clean. But now we even went a little even more cleaner and we really monitor our calories, uh, our intake, our portion control, 
Um, we do a lot of meal prep. And uh, I want to shout out because a lot of people go like, yo, Kel, what you been taking now? Because uh, uh, me and my wife both have lost like a lot of weight as far as like working out. And we were trying to find the right thing to do. And uh, shout out to Nutrisystem. Really? <laughs> Bro, this is like the first place that I'm saying it on, uh, on. But literally, and I'm not endorsed by them. I'm totally not. This was like we were just trying to find something that had the right amount of calories. It was healthy. Uh, that we can use, and we actually use Nutrisystem. And, and if you do Nutrisystem and you also work out, and they have a partner plan where you can work out with your wife or whoever you're partnering with to work out together and do this, uh, it's just it's super awesome, man. It's super yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Well, how, do you yeah. like is that is that something that you're more regimented at when you're when you're home, or do you are you still pretty disciplined when you travel? Because I'm sure for your show and all these other things, you travel a good bit. Yeah. Are you are you as disciplined when you're on the road? Definitely discipline on the road. It's like before I go, I uh, I, call, I call my agent, call my managers, and I'm like, well, what what uh, what's around the hotel? Is there a gym in the hotel? Uh, is it a Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, or wherever? Like I know like where everything is at, which grocery stores, what Uber Eats can bring, because uh, you got to stay strict with it. Because before, when I was like doing shows and I'm traveling. Uh, you eat whatever, like whatever is on craft service at the stage. Yeah. You're starting eating that. Uh, when you get off the plane, you're super hungry, dehydrated, so you eat stuff. But now I'm taking snacks. I know my sister, uh, she laughed at me because uh, I was ready. I had like my little like uh, uh, shoulder bag yeah. and, I had, and I had a bunch of snacks in there and I had to hit the stage and I asked my sister, I was like, oh yeah, hold my bag of snacks. Just right there. <laughs> but nobody knows that's what it is. This is like a cool, like, you know, shoulder bag. Yeah. But uh, keeping everything in there, man, like snacks, bars, you know, nuts. You got to have that stuff in there just to make sure you're, like, healthy. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because I don't think people realize, like, yeah, because me and my wife travel a good bit, too. And it's like most of the time there aren't any healthy options, like, around, you know, the hotel or where you're staying. So you really do need a, you know, meal prep. I'm not a big meal prepper, but I do bring like healthy snacks and stuff. And, you know, even for like green room stuff, you know, we try to have health, healthy stuff. But yeah, I've definitely found that, yeah, traveling, it's definitely harder to keep to keep a regimented schedule versus when you're at your house and you have, have all your little things for sure. Yeah, man. I even took like an ice pack on one of my trips. If it's a quick trip, you could take like uh, the little lunch packs where you can have this isolated with the ice and you could put... Like, you know, some meals in there that you could have at the hotel that you could put in the refrigerator uh, that you can heat up and stuff like that. So those that works as well, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious to ask you, did you play any sports that you like? Did you play any sports growing up? And I have to just ask if you were any good at playing sports. Because <laughs> I feel like because I feel like you seem super athletic with all, all, all the calisthenics stuff that you do. But I'm curious, did you play any athletic sports? What's crazy is I got better as I got older. <laughs> when I was younger, I was like, uh, I was short. And so it was like my legs, all the guys were doing all this like crazy stuff. And I remember uh, I did football a little bit, but it was like, you know, when you're super young, I didn't do it in high school. I was doing yeah. like, you know, like flag football. Uh, but really what I did was I did Kung Fu, man. I was in the Kung Fu. I was in the Taekwondo. And that's where the discipline comes from. That's awesome. So it's like, that's where that comes from. So like, I, you know, of course I love basketball, I love football, all that stuff. But what really hit was like doing like martial arts and gymnastics. Yeah. That like is the thing that like really hit. <laughs> yeah. So that's, so, so people don't want to mess with you on the streets then. <laughs> yeah. If, if anyone smack talks you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious.
you know, as I mentioned before, you, you do such a wide variety of things and something that you're, yeah. something that you're doing now is pastoring. Um, did you grow up with that, with, with that core foundation or was faith something that came to you later on in life? Did you become a believer later on? Yeah, you know, it's crazy, man. I grew up, uh, definitely grew up in a church. Uh, my grandfather was a pastor. Um, but there's a, you know, a big difference between, you know, knowing uh, Christ and having a relationship with Christ. And yeah. so I went through a, a lot through my life as far as like, you know, uh, adulting within the public eye and, you know, learning and making mistakes along the way as, you know, teenagers and young adults do. Um, yeah, man. And it was just a, a situation where just I kept going through so many different things. In my life, I was, uh, and the enemy, what he does is he attacks us so much through uh, manipulation, through uh, emotions, through frustration. And I was let that just really take me over and, uh, and let a, a lot of trauma that I saw and all these different things uh, to the point where it was just like, oh man, I'm so frustrated. I don't know who to even talk to. And literally I was getting the enemy saying, Hey, take yourself out of here. You don't even need to be here. You know what I mean? Just take yourself out of here. You yeah. don't need it. And it's crazy because so many people deal with that. So many people deal with some things they're going through that other people don't know about. Um, that's why you have to pray everybody through and pray for them. Um, but when I figured out where it was just like, okay, I need to have God be the head of my life in everything that I do and every part of my life. And I'm happy I didn't take myself out of here. I'm happy I'm still living. And when I look back at all the carnage that <laughs> I went through, yeah. it's kind of like a hero, you know, in the, 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 at the end of the movie and everything blows up, boom, and he's like walking. It's like it, it, every time you get through an obstacle in your life like that and every different level of your life and learning, uh, it becomes a testimony when you're going through it. It's definitely hard. But yeah. for me, it was just so awesome. And to know that God brought me through it and he was always there for me. So for me not to like uh, extend a hand and help others um, with what they're going through uh, of the stuff that I dealt with 10 years ago, five years ago, uh, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, that's what we're supposed to do, you know? Yeah, for yeah. sure. What yeah. What do you think being like being in the public eye, you know, what do you feel like was the biggest struggle with that? Was it insecurity? Was it pride? Or was it, you know, feeling like you had it all figured out kind of thing? Or for you, what, what was something, what was the biggest thing that you walked through? Yeah. Okay. So you do, totally you deal with because it it's coming at you fast. Yeah. Everything's coming at you fast. Uh, the other part about it is that you don't know if someone really uh, enjoys the character that you play and that's why they're hanging out with you. Or do they know the real you? Yeah. Then on the other side of that, um, you start, you're figuring out yourself. So you're growing into adulthood. You're figuring out yourself, who you want to be. And as you're doing that, you're playing these characters too. And you have to navigate in like, okay, what is this person out for? Okay, I have to protect me. I have to protect what I'm going through. And it's like, it's so yeah. much to deal with that, uh, you know, a normal teenager would not have to deal with because it's like, it's in the public eye. But now what's crazy is that kids are dealing with that in the same way as celebs because now of social media. It's yeah. like, it's like really, really taking over. So just imagine it within that way. Like first, when you were dealing with, you know, issues from whoever is in your neighborhood, whoever's in your circle. Now you're comparing yourself to everyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, getting opinions from 
everyone and a lot of criticism from everyone, people that might not even know you. Uh, and that's a lot to deal with. That's a lot of stress. That's a lot of stuff. And it's a lot. It's crazy. And then just the personal things that you might go through. I saw a lot of death in my family. I lost my best friend to gun, uh, gang violence at a very young age. And then after that happened, after that murder happened, I had to get right on stage and go, welcome to Good Burger. Like I didn't have time to process it. It was like, you got to go back to work. You know what I mean? So it was a yeah. lot to like, Oh, yeah. turn those turn those things off, yeah. and you know, uh, and not have time to really deal with it on a you know therapy way. You know yeah, what I mean? For yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think I think that's even something that our culture has done just such a bad because you really do idolize these people, and you don't you know for you like you don't see these people as human, and then when you you know when they don't meet like a certain criteria that you know that, that you put on them, and then they don't meet that, then you're disappointed. Like. Even for you, like with that, with that situation that you just said, like, you know, you're human, you're going to have these struggles, you're going to have these things that you go through, but people don't, you know, people don't give people in that position the grace to actually feel those emotions because, you know, like you said, you always have to be spot on. You always have to be doing this to, you know, to meet what they want. And that's such a taxing thing to have to live out. I mean, for yeah. sure. Yeah, but it's but the beauty in it, the beauty in it is that when I started to learn how to navigate it through my faith, because uh, you know having the anxiety, having the stress, having the fear from all of it, but now being able to say, okay, my faith is the antidote to all of this mess. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. And when I when I figured that out, and I figured that out, I was able to now as a producer tell young actors this situation. So they're not going into a green, you know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, even in sports, you get to sit down with a lot of coaches and, uh, you know, uh, vet football players, and they kind of let you know about what's up to come. You know, okay, this yeah. is what's going to happen with the groupies. This is what's going to happen with the fans. This is what's going to happen with this. You know what I mean? But with celebs, yeah. they, I mean, you know, uh, young actors, they don't do that. It's just you come to work, do your thing, but they don't tell you about all the other stuff that can happen. And so for me, it's very important that I reach back and do that. And that's totally what I did with um, when we brought all that back and with a whole new group of kids. Um, being in that producer, um, you know, hat, I was like, yeah, I'm going to produce you guys on how to be funny and do all this stuff, but also care about you as a person. And I want to let you know that this show is not the thing that makes you special. You were made special when you were born in the womb. And this is just one little part of your journey that you're going to go on and you're going to have other work after this, other work after this and other things that you might be involved in. But this is a piece of the journey and this is a job. So know that yeah. this is a job and this is not who you are. You're working, but enjoy the moment. You know yeah. what I mean? And really enjoy the morning. And what that does is it takes out the jealousy of other people. It takes out the angst of I got to do it this way. It's just like, oh, this is a job. I get it. Oh, okay. And then I'm going to go to the next thing if this stops. And yeah. just keep it in that way. Um, it's really having a good sense of self and telling them that. And then I have my mom even fly in and talk to the parents too. Because cool. parents are, you know, you. how many stories have you heard of the parents not understanding or treating the, the child actor crazy? And yeah. I'm so so thankful that I had uh, wonderful parents and I was just like, you know what? I want y'all to fly in and speak to the parents. And I mean, it was people crying and praying awesome. and all that stuff like that. And this wasn't a church, you know, we're in a studio doing this. And, and yeah. that's what it is, is bringing the light to uh, every situation, you know. Yeah, what I mean? that's awesome. Because yeah. I mean, that's what the yeah. Bible says. You know, we're called to be light in the darkness, and even all the negative things people say about social media, it's like, yeah, that's true. But at the same time, you know, 
we're called to be the light in the darkness. And if there's no darkness, then, you know, our light can't shine. So, like, even just what you're doing, man, is so cool because, yeah, because you can be in these in these quote-unquote worldly settings, but then, you know, you get to preach the gospel and share the gospel. And because a lot of people can't go in those settings, one, because they can't relate to it, and you can relate to it, which, which is awesome. And two, mm-hmm. you also have compassion for what, this, for what those kids are going through because, yeah, there is pressure on them. There are you know, people idolizing them and there's, there's demands and there's pressures and you can speak into that. So that's, that, that's just, I mean, I don't know. That's just so cool that you get to be in all these different spheres, spheres and yeah, disciple kids, you know, in your youth ministry, but also disciple these up and coming actors. Yeah, man. Uh, it's, it's beautiful when you figure it out. You, you know, when I was just like, Oh, that's why I went through the struggle. Oh, that's why I went through all that stress. Oh, yeah. that's why the enemy, the enemy wanted to take me out yeah. because the enemy knew what I was going to be doing for God. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing. And it has to, and it's like, even now I don't have it all figured out. The thing is, is that every day is renewing my mind daily. So I'm learning something new every day. I want to be better than the day before, meaning that I want to be closer and mirror Christ as much as I can. You know what I mean? With everything yeah. that I do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's every day is learning. I never, I, you know, this took time to learn, but yeah. it was just like, it's no kill anymore. You know what I mean? I'm transparent yeah. in a way of, I want you to see God when you see me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's through awesome. see his heart through me and uh not being kill mode, being blessed mode. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the actors and parents been re- receptive to that or have you, have you gotten some pushback or what what's that dynamic been like? Oh, bro, it was uh very receptive. That's very awesome. receptive. Uh I'm seeing uh cuz we did that in 2019 and then now the kids are doing other shows. Uh, I'm seeing that every day. They're hitting me up, calling me. Their parents are calling me. Um, and it, what it does is, is that also, too, it shows that I care about who you are and your men, your mental as you're going through this and as you're navigating through this, not just you being this actor and we're all, you know, uh, just doing this for the show. Also, too, I care that, you know, that you're OK. You yeah. know, and and that lasts a long time because, you know, people go, wow, they didn't just, you know, look at me as cattle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they actually cared about, you know, uh, where my journey is going to go. And the only way you could do that is like what you said is when you go through it and you kind of look at what happened with you, with certain producers and certain actors and certain things and things you see along the way. And then the ones that are positive, the ones that are negative and just really take from the positive and the things that you learn along the way and give back. We're yeah. ambassadors of Christ. That's the that's the thing. We got to give back and show God's love through the things that he, uh, you know, imparts in us, the talent yeah, that he gives us. Sure. It's all ministry. It's all ministry at the end of the day, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, not yeah. only are you a pastor, but you're also a youth pastor. So with that, yeah. what is one of like, what is one of your favorite things about being a youth pastor? But at the same time, what what do you feel like is one of the most challenging things that you kind of go up against discipling kids that are coming up in the, you know, social media, TikTok, yeah. Instagram, Snapchat, that, that kind of thing. What was one of the biggest challenges you've seen? Uh, the big, big challenges is what I was talking about uh, earlier, which is definitely the mental health of it all, the frustration of it all, of, you know, just being in your own head 
And so a lot of times I, tr- I really get the teens to talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's my thing. I want you to talk. Uh, I want to be as transparent as possible because, you know, you have some, you know, I'm not pointing any fingers, but you have some youth pastors that won't get as deep and won't say like the things that they were into when they were a kid. You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah, like sure. or when they were their age and it's like, bro, how can you help them? They're going through some crazy stuff, even probably more than what you're doing, yeah. went through. And it's like, no, I that happened to me. I did the same thing and I want to let you know how I got through it. And I'm a living testimony of if you really stick with it and you stay with Christ and you stay righteous while you're doing what you're doing, because I gave it up too, then now, you know, you can get through it. Look at, look at what's happening in my life. And you can still have that same swag and still have, uh, you know, the ability to be yourself. It's not like because you're doing this righteousness, now you're just this, you know, cornball or something like that you know what i mean and bring your um bring who you are who god made you you know to the to the table and so uh i love just and i love seeing when i pray with them and i let the holy spirit just flow and then seeing things happen in their lives with that they've when they see prayer work yeah that is such a beautiful thing, bro, as a youth pastor, when you when they come to you and they come to the altar and they're saying what they're dealing with. And then we pray on one accord with all the other teens praying together. And then you see it come to pass and it manifests. Uh, and then when they come back in the room and say, man, Pastor Kel, man, that issue that I told you about, let me tell you what happened, how God awesome. brought me through that. And that's just such a beautiful thing, man. And so I, I continue to do that while I'm doing entertainment as well. Because uh, it's very important. Yeah, very that's important. awesome. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel like? How do you feel like being immersed in worldly settings like that? Like, do you feel like that gives you an advantage as a pastor? Because I feel like sometimes, you know, if if we hang out with people that think like us, believe like us, sometimes you can get you know narrow minded. But I feel like mm-hmm. it's good to you know surround yourself with people that that do disagree with you, that that do believe different things, because. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it gives you more power to preach and it gives you like an idea of like what's going on in the world. So how do you feel like being in all these different settings gives you an advantage as a preacher? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like when because I, I also did, uh, I guess it kind of I in my mind, like I made this like make sense, like the way the Lord put it all together for me, because I remember when I was doing stand up. Uh, and as I was doing stand up, it's a thing in stand up where you have to make everyone that is sitting in those, you know, chairs where you have to be relatable. You yeah. know what I mean? So when you come up and you don't talk about your real self, who you really are and situations that you really dealt with, it's hard to reach them. It's like really and it's in the term is know the audience, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so when you're like preaching in that way, it's a little bit of the same thing with that medicine where it's kind of like, man, I am being totally transparent, relatable with you. I've done I've done some things. You've done some things. But here's let me tell you how the Lord brought me through it. Uh, and that's really paying attention. Uh, it's been times where I've had a sermon all written out and then the Holy Spirit moves and I see what's going on within the room. I, my eyes are hit a teen that's just emotionally crying at that moment or in tears or just didn't look like how they looked before. And then it's like, you can't be a robot in that moment and go, well, this is what I wrote and this is what I'm going to finish it. It's like, no, no, no. In that moment, I mean, and it's hard because it's, it's hard to know it was because it was never easy. When I first started doing it, it's kind of like as when I was, you know, when I first started as a youth pastor and sometimes I would come home and be like, man, am I reaching them? 
I don't even know. You know what I mean? It did like yeah. this. Some, some of them were quiet. Some of them were chilling like this. They're on their phone. I don't know. You know, you would think like, oh, you're Kel Mitchell from Nickelodeon. They should be in there like this. Hey, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, but let me just really, really show my heart and continue to show my heart. And bro, I was in like tears. Like after like the first year, it was so very hard. Uh, the second year, figuring out things. But then when you start having youth come up to you and they're really listening, and that's even like with even being a parent, it's really like you're sowing the seed. Like you might think your teen's not listening, but then when you see them get up and they speak on a topic or they talk about you of what, you know, uh, dad told me, what my pastor told me, and you go, yo, they were listening. They yeah. were really listening. Yeah. And so that's why it's so, it's so important to just keep doing it. You know, if you, cause I'm talking to basically all the youth pastors and cause it's, 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 it's a hard job to do, but just know that you're sowing a seed and continue to do it. And be your authentic self. Do those wonderful ideas that God gave you to reach the reach the youth. Nothing is too crazy if it's from God. So just continue to do it. And yeah, that, that's sure. what just really helped me. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's so good. Well, yeah, because we're all yeah. called, you know, the Bible says that the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. And we are Man. called to go, you know, plant the seed. You know, it says um, in the scriptures, it's Paul talking, but it, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, and God, you know, brings the growth. So like... We yes. aren't called to do all those things. You know, we're called to plan it. And then through prayer, through all these other things, the Lord's going to, you know, bring bring harvest out of that. And there's going to be fruit that's bore through preaching the word, you know. And that's, I feel like a lot of times that takes pressure off us when, you know, all we're called to do is just go preach. And we're called to, you know, make disciples. That's what that's what Matthew and, you know, the book of Mark tell us. We're called to make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all the things I've commanded you. And, Man, it just really seems like you're doing that. It's just, it's, it's, it's so cool to, to to hear that from you. Man, it's a, and it's, it's a process. <laughs> it's oh, definitely, sure. it's, bro. It's, it's definitely a process to like juggle it all. Uh, I have like a, um, a devotional in my devotional book where I talk about juggling it all and getting out of your own self and your own mind. Because uh, you know, I was definitely like that. I, I dealt with a lot of anxiety. I dealt with a lot, even as an adult, you know, and I dealt with a lot of, oh, I should have said it this way. Oh, I should do this way. Oh, I should, you know what I mean? But, uh, but really getting to a point of I'm just content. And and me and my wife, we say something all the time is like, the Lord speaks to you. The Lord told you what to say in that moment. So have peace with that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And have peace with that. And that has just given me so much uh, uh, peace and just so much like it was supposed to happen the way that it happened. Yeah, for sure. No, that's so good. And that's definitely like when you have those moments, it's so scary because that's when faith is required of like you're stepping out, you know, what, what, what you prepared, you're not about to speak on, but, but that's trust. And it says that, you know, the Lord will give you the words to say. And I mean, that's just faith and trust. And, And it's definitely not easy, but like you said, over time, you know, you start to get peace with that. Then you start to, you know, get better at that. It really is. It really is a process. Well, I just want to ask you for people, because even just hearing you speak, you, you, you're very humble. And I don't mm-hmm. think somebody listening would think that, uh, that you think that you, have, that you have it all figured out. Because through the words that you've said, you sound very humble and like you're always learning. What are ways that, like, what are things you put into practice? Because you, 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 you pour out a lot. You talk about, you know, youth pastoring, pastoring. These these um, actors and parents on set, you're, you're pouring out constantly. What are what are things that you put into place to get for you to get poured into? 
Oh man, uh, definitely with my pastor. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, books. I read a lot. I'm in my office right now, but <laughs> right behind this is a bunch of books, a bunch of devotional books, uh, books from pastors. I listen to a lot of different podcasts. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, yeah. I love doing that. I listen to podcasts. I listen to the word of God, of course. Um, the music that I have, like, look, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? And so I really have to do that in everything I do. It's like really getting this under control is the most important thing, man, because it's really our perspective on life and how you look at life. And you want to make sure you're looking at it through the eyes of God. And, you know, when you are, have a jobs like, like I have and all these different things, uh, the stress of it all can really, you know, put you under um, a crazy kind of like control if you let it. You know what I mean? And yeah. it can let the enemy can come in and really take that stress or things that just would pop up that you didn't know what was, was going to pop up um, and just really kind of make you stop and go like, oh, well, God, why is this happening? And so for me, it's like I got to get up every morning. I like I get up at 345 a.m. So I get up at 3.45 a.m. because I got like toddlers and all this stuff like that. Once they're up, bro, and then you got to think about it, too. It's like uh, with the work that I do, some people are in Nashville. Some people are in New York. So they're already up. So it's like the calls will start. So I got to get up like super, super, super early and take care of this, take care of my mind. So I spend time with God talking about Anything that I was dealing with the day before, the anxiety, stress, make sure my family is covered, making sure my wife is covered, everybody is covered in the blood of Jesus and really doing that. And then whatever's up ahead, I pray about that, that I will respond in love. Yeah. And that is another reason why I, I wrote Bless Mode because of the fact that people would ask the question that you asked. And I was just like, yo, it was really about my mind and yeah. hearing from, and hearing from God. Cause a lot of people are like, well, how do you hear from? We're hearing from God. It, the word is God breathed. He breathed life into these words. Everyone had wrote it. And so you got to think about it is that if you're breathing life into these words, if you were to talk right now, you're yeah. using your breath, right? So you're using your breath. That's how I kind of had to look at it. Like, man, I, I'm hearing from God by being in his word and making sure I do that. The things that I eat, because some some food can mess with your mind too as well. Yeah, <laughs> as well. Sure. And so that's why fitness was important to me, working out. And I do all of that before I start my day. So by the time you get to me around like nine, I've already worked on myself. That's <laughs> awesome. So I can be this, you know, happy guy. You know what I mean? I worked on myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I aspire that because you're up about five hours before I'm awake. So that's... Oh, wow. <laughs> I commend you. I commend you for that. Yeah, we have a uh, we have a daughter. She'll be one on uh, this Wednesday. This, this Wednesday, but this will come out Friday. So two days ago, she turned one. Um, so oh, we're doing, we're doing a party. Thank you, Mary. Yeah, we're doing a party for her on Wednesday and everything. But yeah, she, uh, thankfully she, uh, she, she does sleep a decent bit, but yeah, I, I could definitely, I could definitely benefit from getting up earlier for sure. Um, well, we talked yeah. about, we've talked about blessed mode a lot. It's 90 days to level up your faith. And for those of you, um, who are listening, who, who maybe don't know it, it's a devotional book. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to ask you, what was the heartbeat of you writing this? And, for those who read it, what do you hope? What do you hope their biggest takeaway is? 
Man, so uh, I was going through a time, man, where I was just like, I want to motivate um, people and motivate myself. And this is where I was trying to get really back on my fitness. Uh, I wanted to do some things in my career that I felt like I was struggling with that I wanted to see breakthroughs in. And uh, the Lord was like, get on Instagram and I want you to get on Instagram and I want you to just talk to everybody. And I was like, okay. And, it, and I want you to call it Mr. Mitchell Morning Motivation. And I would get on there and I would do these Mr. Mitchell Morning Motivations on story. Like it would just be on my story. Yeah. Uh, and I would put them out. And then it was days that I didn't feel, you know, motivated to do it. And I remember my wife was like, no, you got to you gotta still do it. I know you don't feel it, but it'll bring you out of it. And I said, so I did it. Yeah. And uh, I did feel good afterwards. And I remember because it was, I remember one time I let, didn't do it for a little bit. And then I did it. And people were like, yo, man. I'm so happy that you put it out there. These things were like motivating me. I'm like, what? Okay. So basically the Mr. Mitchell motivation um, changed into now bless mode because it was these words. It was like really you getting together and letting people know that they're beautifully and wonderfully made by God. So whatever yeah. they've been through, whatever hurts they're going on, whatever situation they're going through, know that you're going to get through it. Um, and I had called it bless mode because I play a lot of video games too on <laughs> back in the day, not now, but, uh, I used to love playing video games and they have a, a, a thing in there called God mode. And it's where the designer goes through the game to see if there's any bugs in it. And so they have a code like the up, down, left, right, start in Nintendo. I don't know how old you are, but you might remember that from uh -huh. Nintendo. Yeah. 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 From Nintendo. And so like when consumers like us found that code, we can start, you know, getting through levels, having, you know, lives and all this stuff like that. Because we know what the designer knows. And so we can navigate That's a lot cool. quickly than anybody else. And so for me, I said, Yo, that's the same thing as believers. When you tap in with God and you know what the designer knows who designed you and you remember that, that is the key every morning remembering that. So I just created Bless Mode because I was like, you got to connect with God with everything, with your career, your life, your family, and take care of your health, your spiritual, your mental health, all of that in your physical health uh, at yeah. the start of each day. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, somebody needed to hear that who, who thought at one time that you couldn't get a revelation from a video game. So there you go. You, God, God can speak to you through, through numerous ways. Amen, right? <laughs> That's awesome, man. No, I mean, that really is so cool. Yeah, it's like when your faith becomes real to you and you realize who created you, why you're designed. Because that was even a few weeks ago, I had this moment where I was like, I often, you know, think about God as father, you know, friend, savior. Lord, all these things, King. But then it's like when you think about him as like your creator, it feels like it just adds another aspect to like your relationship. It's like, you know, all my desires, all my ambitions, all my quirks, all my struggles, all my weaknesses, all my strengths, like it was created by some being who who, who loves me and desires to have a relationship with me. And just, I don't know, I feel like maybe that's for somebody just thinking about it as like you were created. It's just such a powerful, there's such a powerful thing to really let your mind think about. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely powerful. It's powerful. And it's like, it's just like when we work out and we break down our muscles, bro, we break it down. But then what happens after you break down yeah. the muscle? It grows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it gets so to true. where you need it to be. So in those rough times, it's happening for a reason. It just happens. Yeah. It's sharpening you, making you who you're going to be next, you know? It's, you know. <laughs> for yeah. sure. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. 
Cal, man, man, this is just so awesome. And and I uh, I messaged you the, the other day about it. something that we do on the podcast is we have you know okay. physical and a spiritual challenge. So, Alan, in today's episode with uh, your two challenges that you give us to do. All right, so uh, I'm gonna take it from my book, man. I'm gonna grab the book. Let's <laughs> real do it. Quick. Let's do uh, it. Because I I actually put challenges in the book, and this one is uh, That's awesome. I want to say which one is this? This is anchored and secure, uh, and this is number two in the devotional. And at the end of the devotional, I always have people apply it to their life. So um, I want you to do this. It's called Go Get Them Blessings. Uh, this is the part where you apply whatever I just read into your life. And so uh, it says, get on the floor in a plank position. Hold it as long as possible. Your arms will start to shake, but only drop when you absolutely must. And be reminded that God always holds steady. When we are weak, he is strong and we can grow in him with steady relationship. As we build on our faith, the foundation gets stronger, much like if you keep planking as you get stronger each day. Think about God is strengthening your faith as well. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah, powerful, man. man. That's so good. Yeah, man. Yeah. So so let, let's do some planks this week, y'all. We hey, let's do some, do some planking. Some hey, planks hey, hey. Hey, you gotta, you gotta do it with us. I'm with it. I'm with it. And then as you're doing the plank, focus on Hebrews chapter six, verse 19. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. All right. So Hebrews chapter six, verse 19. (laughs) Yep. Hebrews 6, 19. Well, there you go. Hebrews 6, 19 and plank position. There you go. (laughs) Memorize it. Memorize it while you're planking. (laughs) Yeah. As long as you can. (laughs) you can't do it. As long as you can. Yeah, man, man. Well, thank thank you so much for joining me. I, uh, yeah, if you're listening, I hope that you were encouraged and hope you were inspired and also challenged. And uh, yeah, shout out Bless Mode and uh, shout out Nutrisystem. Those are th- those are two, <laughs> two, two, two subtle plugs. I'm telling you, bro. Check it out. Check it out. There you go. Check it out. Check out Nutrisystem and Bless Mode. Ninety thank days you. to level up your faith, Kel. Man, you're doing so much for the kingdom and um, in the world, but also in the church, man. And just I uh, I commend you and I thank you because I know that uh, that those two spaces merge and they're not easy because you know spiritual warfare is a real thing. So, man, thank you so much for all the all the work that you do. Thank you, man. And I want to do something for you because I know when, when we talked before, uh, you were saying, telling me about Good Burger. So I'm gonna do this for you. The Lord's telling me to do it. Welcome to Good Burger, home to Good Burger. Can I take your order? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was le- <laughs> that was legendary. I'm going to have to post that clip. Uh, Dude, Kel, you're the man. Thank you, buddy. No doubt, brother. Have a good one.